GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by a man who wears driving gloves everywhere. <laughs> he doesn't take them off. He showers at them. He, you know, gives himself the stranger in them. Ghost hand? Ghost hand. Gives himself ghost hand in them. It's very yeah, strange. It's too bad um, uh, uh, Glitch can't make, uh, like, emoticons for us anymore because we definitely would need a ghost hand one. Oh, totally. <laughs> a ghost hand emoji. I'll talk to him. I'll see what I, I'll see what I get about retirement. Um, you didn't even introduce me fully, though. You're the man with no name. I want a proper introduction or I'm going to hang up. Oh, solo show. <laughs> it'd be like the episode. It'd be like the Marine. Yep. It's Hovercraft Joe. Guys, you know who it is. It's Hovercraft Joe. There he is. Yeah. I'm here. It's, um, it's Handsome Joe. Look at that. I called you Handsome Joe for a change. Um, so we're in the middle of car car chase, driving. Sure. Drive month. month. Something. We We don't know what we're calling it. It's car. It's car themed. That's what it is. Uh, and we are talking uh, on this episode about the uh, 2011 movie Drive. Uh, this movie is released on September 16th, 2011. 2011. 2011. Sure. Wow. LPJ, what what is your background with this movie? What do you, do you have any kind of history with it at all? No. Um, I would hear people talk about how great it was. Um, and I knew Ryan Gosling was in it and I knew that he drove and that's about it. That's all I knew. And it's a movie that I've always wanted to watch and never got around to doing it. So I was excited to watch it for this. Um, I have seen this movie before, um, probably circa like 2011, 2012, uh, past, uh, last action podcast guest. Uh, Devin actually let me borrow his DVD of it the first time I saw it. Uh, I maybe seen it once or twice since, and it's kind of funny because I didn't know that we were going to be doing it, but probably like a month or two ago, it was like like a crazy deal to buy it, like five bucks or something on like Amazon. So I just like I own it now, like mm-hmm. stream version of it. So um, yeah, so I but I hadn't sat down and watched the whole thing in a while uh, until this watching. But um, okay, so. This movie has a budget of $15 million, uh, a domestic gross of $35 million, and a worldwide of $76 million. So uh, pretty pretty good for $15 million. Actually, pretty, oh, yeah. pretty successful. Especially considering who's in this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot of famous people and like good like, actors. Like, I had no idea. Like, I thought it was just like just Ryan Gosling and then a bunch of scrubs, you know. I didn't realize yeah. it had the pedigree that it does. Yeah, there, there, there was even a, a, a one or two people that I completely forgot were in this. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit here. Uh, so the Rotten Tomatoes on Fort Drive is ninety three percent, 
So, I mean, like, that's so much higher than the 9% that Beverly Hills Cop 3 got. It's probably uh, one of the highest we've ever done. I think yeah, 93 nine, is... I can't think of another movie that was even in the 90s that we've done. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, that would be... <laughs> we should have some kind of database of this, but we don't. Um, but, yeah, I, it's got to be one of the highest. Uh, and then even and then the audience score is 79%. So, right. uh, both very high. Uh, top grossing movies of 2011... Uh, number one is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part two. Uh, number two is Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Uh, and number three is The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, part one. This movie, Drive, comes in 91st in the domestic box office. And we've actually only ever, only covered one other movie in 2011. Oh. And it's number seven. Let me see if I guess. It's got to be a Marvel movie. Well, right off the bat, you're wrong. It's got to be... Fuck, I don't know. What is it? And it's number seven, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. There it is. Okay. So, <clears throat> all right. So, into who this movie stars. Uh, we mentioned Ryan Gosling. It's also got Carrie Mulligan, Brian Cranston, Albert Brooks, uh, Ron Perlman, Oscar Isaac, who I completely forgot was in this movie. Yep. Um, anybody else you want to mention? Christina Hendricks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Russ Tamblin, daughter, uh, 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 father of Amber Tamblin, if you know who Amber Tamblin is. Uh, that's about it. There's really not a, it's not a huge cast. But no. Everybody not. that's in it is very good. Right. Uh, all right. Let's do some net worse. Uh, first up, Ron Perlman. He's got that sweet, sweet. Hellboy money. What do you think for Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman's got that sweet, sweet. I know I've brought it up before, and I'll bring it up again. Live action Beauty and the Beast TV show money. Um, he was the Beast. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, with Linda Hamilton, um, he's got. I'm gonna go fifteen million. Eight million dollars for Ron Perlman. Next up, Oscar. Isaac, uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Poe Dameron money. What do you think for Oscar Isaac? Oh, actually, he's got that sweet, sweet inside Lewin Davis money. <laughs> what wow. do you think for Oscar Isaac? Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, it's a Coen Brothers movie. Uh, anyway, what do you that's think? a Coen Brothers movie? It is a Coen Brothers movie, yes. Oh, that's kind of bananas. I didn't think it was. All right. Anyway, uh, he's got that sweet, sweet uh Dune Part One money. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go thirty million. Only twelve million. I was surprised. Oh. I thought he would. Have, I thought he'd have more. I thought um, so too. Next up, Albert Brooks. I just pulled him up. He's got that sweet, sweet broadcast news money. What do you think for Albert Brooks? He's got that sweet, sweet Hank Scorpio money from The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. He's got. He's probably got a ton of money from producing. I'm gonna go. I'll go 150 million. Too high. 30 million dollars for but, Albert wow. Brooks. Wow, you're kidding me. That is a that is a travesty. Well, I mean, 30 million dollars is quite a bit of money. Uh, next up, Carrie Mulligan. I had to look her up too. She's got that sweet, sweet shame money. What do you think for Carrie Mulligan? I don't know what she said. I don't know. That I've ever seen her or anything else. 
Uh, oh, she said she had that sweet, sweet inside Llewellyn Davis money. Oh, damn. Uh, I'll go, um, I don't know, $10 million? $8 million, Carrie Mulligan. Next up, <clears throat> Brian Cranston. He's got that sweet, sweet Zordon in the modern Power wow. Rangers remake money. What do you think for Brian Car- Cranston? Oh, he's got that sweet, sweet Godzilla money. Um, oh, Godzilla! I was just talking about that movie, uh, uh, past podcast. Uh, I guess JB had was watching that recently, and we were yeah. talking about it. And I was like, "Let them fight." Yeah. It's not bad. It's a pretty good movie. Yes, yes, fine. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go forty million for him. You got it on the button. Forty million dollars for Brian Cranston. Yeah, one. Uh, and then finally, Ryan Gosling. He's got that sweet, sweet. Gray Man on Netflix money. What do you think for Ryan Gosling? He's got that sweet, sweet Blade Runner uh, 29? Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, he's good in that, too. I enjoyed that movie. Uh, I've never go... seen that or the original Blade Runner. Oh, they're good. I think, you should... I think you'd like them. Um, yeah, maybe you wouldn't. You know what? Fuck you. I don't care. Uh, I'll go Ooh, $30 million. Stop low-balling. Ryan Gosling, he's got $70 million. You know what? Good for Ryan Gosling. When's he going to be in a superhero movie? Uh, I don't he, know. Who's he going to play? He's got to play somebody, right? Uh, there were rumors that in the uh, – th- well, there were, he for a while he was rumored that he was going to be in the Thunderbolts movie mm-hmm. um, that they're making for Marvel because the big rumor is is that the villain in that movie is the Sentry. Um, oh. And that he was going to play the Sentry, but he's not. And now it's potentially uh, Stephen Yoon, who they cast in that movie, who's playing the Sentry. So, oh, interesting. It, I, I think that's going to be weird to bring in the Sentry. You know yeah, because I mean? he's he's overpowered. So yeah, super overpowered. Yeah, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Moving on. Uh, moving on to your section, directors and writers. What do you sure. got for us? Um, not much. <laughs> uh, the director for this is uh, a dude. Uh, he's a, a, a Danish director, Nicholas Winding Refn. Um, I don't really know anything else he's done. Um, yeah, I looked him up and I was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, I'm sure maybe he's done like one other thing I've heard of. No, yes, not. This is it. This <laughs> is really all he's done. He's apparently done a lot of um, like stuff in in uh in um denmark he works with mads mickelson a lot and tom hardy but other than that i I got nothing for him uh same thing with this writer uh uh, hossein amini um i don't really know what he's done um it's based on a book though right it is it's based on a book uh written by let me pull it up right here uh, I had it and then lost it. Ba, 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 ba. James Salas. So it's uh, James Salas wrote the book in 2005. Uh, although this, the book is written non-linearly. So it's mm-hmm. actually just a bunch of like um, flashbacks, essentially mixed in with some things that are happening concurrently. Uh, so I know they had a very difficult time actually adapting the book to make it make sense. Gotcha. 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 Right. Um, and then, uh, I, I will say this. I love the soundtrack for this movie. Yeah, it is really good. Uh, Cliff Martinez is the guy who did the, um, music. He worked with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, he's done a bunch of other things as well. 
but yeah, it's a kind of a throwback. I feel like like it feels like a very much like an '80s score. Yeah, it's very like yeah, very and noir. There's a lot, it's noir. There's a lot of like kind of like synth wave elements and stuff like that into right. it, and it's just yeah. And and we're gonna we're gonna play a song not by him though. We're gonna play uh like I, I feel like there's two feature songs, but I think this is the better one. We're gonna play uh Night Call by Kavinsky, aren't we? Yeah. It's long, so uh, uh buckle up. Here we go. takes a second to get into it um yeah I, I, it's weird like it's a song that was not written it wasn't written for the movie i don't believe it was um, not but it very much captures the vibe of the movie and the kind of the feel of the movie it's weird yeah um, it is it is weird that it, it seems like it was something that was written especially like its use in the movie but yeah. it's not it's just a really good choice i love that song uh, it's great. There's also a great, I can't think of the name of it now, there's a great uh, Childish Gambino song that samples that, and it's really good. Um, but anyways, uh, soundtrack is great. Uh, let's talk about a couple taglines just to give you a heads up. There's only three of them. So here they are. The first one is, some heroes are real. Uh, okay. 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 The next one is, there are no clean getaways. Okay. And then the last one is get in, get out, get away. All right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That's yeah, it. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> um, they work. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this movie was obviously it's an independent film, um, and it was released at Cannes Film Festival first. Uh, received a standing ovation. All right, which is okay. we have it from time to time there. Uh, and, um, it is on several critics lists as one of the best films of 2011. 
including the National Board of Review. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of become a cult film, mm-hmm. um, which I totally get. Like, I get why I get the groundswell for this film. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. We're good. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get into this movie. Uh, the movie opens up with uh, Ryan Gosling talking on the phone, which is funny because he does not talk that much in this movie. No. Uh, I can't remember what the stats are on it. Is that he uh, speaks only 116 lines and a total of 890 words in the movie. So, That's it. Uh, so anyways, so he's on the phone and he's basically like, he's like, you give you give me a time and a place. I give you a five minute window. Uh, anything happens in that five minute window, I'm yours, no matter what, you know, like I gotcha, anything outside of that, you're on your own. Um, so he's basically like, uh, uh, we're introduced to him as like a wheel man. Right. Uh, and, and he works with Brian Cranston, uh, who runs like a garage. Um, and, and so he goes to this thing and he, he picks up these guys who are robbing, uh, just some kind of store or whatever, yeah. like an electronic store. And so, like, the first, like, whole scene is this really cool kind of thing where he's, like, they pick him up, and he's, like, he's, like, listening, and he was watching it before, and he's, like, listening to the basketball game, and you're not really sure why. Um, And and then, like, you know, the cops end up discovering him, and he's, like, listening to police radio, and there's, like, a bit, there's, like, Chase and a helicopter, and he's, like, doing all this stuff to get away from the the, the They spotted him. So they've spotted him leaving. Um, They flagged his car. They've got the helicopter on him. And so now his job is essentially to get them out of the situation. Right. I like the part where he's like at the stoplight and he can yeah. hear on the radio the cops like, oh, we think we might have spotted him. And he just got there. Then it turns green. He just gets it because it's the cop. There's a so he's at the stoplight on one side. On the other side of the intersection coming the opposite way is a cop car. And you're, he's listening on the police band radio to the cop car on the other side of him saying, we think we got him. And then as soon as the light turns green, he takes off. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, his, his, like, plan, like, to get away uh, is so, like, so smart because he's, like, listening for the basketball game to end. And he, like, goes down because it takes place in L.A. So he goes down to the Staples Center. It's like a Clippers game. It ends. He drives right as it ends. He drives into the parking structure and, right. like, parks, like, gets out of the car, puts on a Clippers hat and, like, walks out and just, like, walks out of the parking structure. Yep, just leaves the car. Yeah. It's, like, and, the guy, so- and the guy's inside it. Yeah, leaves the guys inside, but it's like such a great plan because he just like walks out with the crowd, you know, all the people yep. celebrating the game, and um, so that's that's like the the cold open to the moon. Then we get the actual credits, which we we hear "Night Call" by Kavinsky, mm-hmm. and it's just him like driving around L.A. and you get cool like overhead shots, and it's nighttime, and it's it, it's pretty sweet. Uh, so then uh, we're introduced to uh, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, who's his neighbor? I think her name's Irene. Yeah, they live in the apartment building, not exactly neighbors, but pretty close. Like, yeah, there's like so like he's got his apartment. Then there's an apartment in between them, and then down the hall is Carrie Milligan's. Right. Uh, so then we also learn that uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, like he, <laughs> he's a wheelman. He works in Brian Cranston's garage, but he's also a stunt driver for like the movies. Right. Because, you know, we're, we're introduced to him, like, doing a stunt for a movie, and he's wearing, like, a big, like, prosthetic mask. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And he's wearing so the prosthetic that, mask to look like the person he's stunt driving for. Right. And it comes back later on. It does. I'm not sure why. That's the, one of the things that could One of the only things that confuses me in the movie. But anyways. <laughs> so, 
so then he's at the grocery store uh, and he sees Carrie Mulligan and Carrie Mulligan has a young son uh, and like her car broke down. So he like gives her a ride back to the apartment uh, and, and kind of hangs out with them in their apartment for a bit, finds out that uh, uh, Carrie Mulligan's husband and the kid's dad is in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, then Brian Cranston, he's at this Chinese restaurant. Uh, he's meeting with Elbert Brooks uh, Elbert Brooks is well. No, they're not even at. A, are they at the Chinese restaurant? Are they? At oh, the they're pizza? at a pizza place. They're eating, at the pizza place. Eating... Nino's Pizza Place, and they brought carry out Chinese food into it. That's true. He's eating Chinese food at Nino's Pizza Place, and that's Nino is Ron Perlman. Is Ron Perlman's pizza right. place, and they're criminals. They're like they they're they gangsters. run like or yeah gangsters. Uh, and Ryan Cran- Ryan Brian Cranston has like a background with them, and basically, um, he wants uh, four hundred and thirty thousand dollars from from uh elbert brooks to buy a stock car because mm-hmm. uh, ryan gosling's such a good driver that he thinks like if he buys them invest in them they can win all these races and make a lot of money so yeah make make a lot of clean money right so uh right uh, uh elbert brooks goes to like a racetrack sees him drive and agrees to give agrees to give him three hundred thousand dollars for 70 percent, which i guess maybe i don't understand what that means for 70 percent ownership so he gets, okay. he's going to donate. He's going to give him three hundred thousand dollars, but he gets seventy percent of the winnings. Okay. Uh, so okay. So then we cut back to Brian Cranston's uh, auto shop, and Carrie Mulligan brings her car in to get it worked on. Uh, uh, Ryan Gosling again gives her and her son a ride home, but this time he's like, "Hey, you want to go?" He like, yeah, I feel like he's driving around in those things where like their the chase takes place in Terminator Two. <laughs> Like the the water, like the thing. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, driving. he's driving in the aqueducts. The, yeah, the LA aqueducts. Yeah. Yeah, the LA aqueducts, which I think they drive in in the Italian job too. Yeah, they're in the Italian job. They do <laughs> it in. It's it's in all kinds of different different movies and things. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, they drive in it in um, Transformers. Oh, in which Transformers? The first one. Uh, and then uh, um, they play another that song, uh, "Real Human Being" or whatever that song is. Uh, I like that song too. Yeah. Uh, "Real Hero," I think is what it's called. That's a good right. song too. Uh, they play that while they're driving, uh, and they basically end up spending the whole day uh, hang, hanging out. Like, and then he hangs out with some more at the house, and he's becoming like he's becoming pretty close to Carrie Mulligan and her son. Okay, uh, then uh, there's like a scene of like Elbert Brooks, and, and, she, and, and she's clearly into him. Yes, and well, he's, he's right, and he's clearly into her too. Yeah, I mean, he's Ryan Gosling. I mean, yeah. I'm into him a little bit. I mean, come on, he's got that sweet scorpion jacket that he's wearing the whole movie. That's fair. <laughs> we should get scorpion jackets. Um, I don't. We couldn't pull them off. Okay, so then then there's a scene of like Elbert. Well, you know, Brooks. we could do. We could get scorpions jackets, and then just get tell over. everybody to rock us like hurricanes. get over. Oh, I thought we were gonna get scorpion jackets and tell everyone to get over here. We could do that too. We could have like a little, little, little sound thing in it, and it says. When are we gonna do the? When are we gonna do the original Mortal Kombat? That's what I want to know. Ooh. Anyway, moving on. Video game month part two. Uh, Okay, so Albert Brooks and Ron Perlman are at uh, Brian Cranston's shop, and like Albert Brooks tells uh, Ryan Gosling about how he met Brian Cranston, and like it was like back when he like he like sponsored movies or whatever, you know, or he used to fund movies, and he was doing the stunt driving then. And then I don't know, he got in debt to uh, Ron Perlman, and that's like he like busted his legs, and that's why like Ron uh, uh, Brian Cranston has like a, like a limp, like his legs all right, he's got a up. brace and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, Carrie Mulligan finds out that her husband is getting out of jail. Her husband, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, gets out of jail. He, you know, like he meets he, him and Ryan Gosling meet, and it's pretty tense. 
Um, uh, I, and then yeah, the- it's tense at first. Yeah. But Ryan Gosling, I will say this, he backs off. Yeah. Like, he's like, all right, well, the husband's back. I'm going to back off. Yeah. So then, like, you get the scene of Ryan Gosling, and he's just, like, at some diner, like, having having a, a bite to eat. And this guy comes up to him, somebody he worked a job with before. Yeah. And he's, like, talking to him and, like, hey, you know, like, like I we worked with another guy and he didn't work. And he's, like, I, I got this other job. And the thing that, like, until this moment, what you don't realize in this movie, and I think, like, in this movie, is that, like, Ryan Gosling, he, he seems very unassuming this, but he's, like, a complete, like, badass like yeah like like you don't want to fuck with them in this movie right like this guy's like it's like oh i got this like this great job and all this stuff and ryan gosling's like how about this he's like you shut your mouth or i'll kick your teeth down your throat and i'll shut it for you yep and the guy's kind of like okay it was good seeing you again uh-huh. <laughs> um but yeah, because it's like until that moment, you're kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, he doesn't talk a lot and all this stuff. And then he says that and it's like, oh, and then like throughout this movie. And that's why I, I mean, we'll get to it coming up. But I forgot because it's been so long since I've seen this movie that there are some very like shocking, like like the violence in this movie is very like sudden and yes. like very graphic. And it just like happens like it just like very quickly, like all the stuff that happens. And anyways, um. So uh, Ryan G- Gosling gets back to the apartment building and he finds out that some dudes had like kicked the shit out of Oscar Isaac. Um, right. Well, because he, he he's walking back from he's walking back from the store, isn't he? No, he's driving back from he's driving back and he sees the guys oh, walking right. out and then he sees the Oscar, Isaac. And he sees Oscar yeah. Isaac hiding behind uh, like in the little alleyway where the garbage is like up against the pillar. essentially yeah, it, all beat up. And Benicio's all, right there had seen it all. He had seen it all. Uh, and basically what he finds out is that the uh, Oscar Isaac owes these guys protection money from yeah. when he was in prison. And they want him to like rob this pawn shop to, to make back the money for him. Also, one of the guys, uh, I think we find, end up finding out his name is Cook. Is that what his name is? Cook? Yes. Cook had given uh, Benicio like a bullet and told him to hold on to it. So right. Ryan Gosling didn't like that at all. So he took the bullet. Um, he has dinner with them, and at this point, like him and him and Oscar Isaac, like he said that I feel like they're kind of like friends now in a way. Yeah. Like, but he basically offers to drive for him for when he like robs the pawn shop. He's well, like, I, I think it's because because um, he knows that if he doesn't get Oscar Isaac out of this, they're going to go after Irene and Benicio. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. And so um, he he agrees to help him, and, and he lets he lets him know because Irene has no idea what what Ryan Gosling does. Right. She has no idea. So well, then he drives for the movies and works at the garage. She doesn't know. Right. She doesn't know man. that he's a wheelman. Yeah. So he right. offers to be the wheelman for, for, uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Right. Yeah. So they meet with cook and cooks like, okay, whatever you can do this job, but you got to take Blanche with you and Blanche is Christina Hendricks. Right. Um, so th- they go to rob the pawn shop. Um, but, but like she comes out with this bag, uh, this other car pulls up, Oscar Isaac comes out and he ends up getting like killed by the pawn shop owner. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, so then there's like a car chase between Ryan Gosling and this other car, which is a pretty cool scene. Yes. Uh, and he does some sweet stunt, stunt driving to get the car to like uh, crash. Um, so they find out, they go to this hotel to lay low and they find out that the, the bag and the bag that they took from the pawn shop is full of money. Right. Right. Um, actually, yeah, they, they, they were going to rob him of $40,000. The bag actually has a million dollars in it. Right. So way then, more money than they expected. 
then you get like more of like Ryan Gosling, like his intensity in this because he's trying to figure out what's going on with Blanche, and she's pretending like she doesn't know. So she like, he, like smacks her across the face. It's like basically like threat threatening her. And what like um, what she tells him is, and I think I got this right, is that like it was part of the plan that they were going to take the money, and then someone is going to hold them up. And the other car was supposed to like hold them up and take the money from them, take the bag from them. But she didn't know that it was that much money right. in the bag. Um, so then, like, like one she, of those... she and Cook planned to re-steal the money, right, for themselves. And then, like, so Ryan Gosling's all right. Well, you're gonna take me to Cook, and then like the first scene of like kind of like crazy, like yes. shocking violence in this. She, like, goes in the bathroom to, like, get herself together. And, like, in the window of the bathroom, a dude shows up with, like, a shotgun. It just just completely blows her head off. Oh, my God. Like, literally blows her head off. Yeah. Like, it's crazy graphic. Um, so then the guy, like, comes in. The, for, Ryan Gosling, like, throws the um, mattress. mattress in front of the door so the guy at the door can't come in. The guy who, like shot through the window like kind of climbs in the window and like ryan goth like grabs him and like stabs him in like the throat with a shower rod yep <laughs> and then gets the shotgun and like blows the other blows the other guy away yeah and so he calls brian cranston uh brian cranston gets like a doctor to come and like remove all like the shotgun like yeah uh, the pellets stuff, the, the, the pellets from shot. his arm uh and they're like trying to figure out what's going on uh, so he ends up, I don't know how, he only knows that it's like Chris Cook. They never really explain, but he tracks uh, Cook down to like the strip club. <laughs> and yeah, I just like, I can't remember why. I can't they never, ex- why they never explain how he finds out where he is. Yeah, I guess they don't really. They don't. Cause he's just like, oh, he's like, it's Cook. He's like, oh, do you know his real name? And he's like, oh, it's, it's Chris. Um, and then the next thing you know, he's at the strip club, right? And like he's there's a stripper, and he's like, "Oh, I'm looking for Cook." He's like, "Oh, he's in the he's in the uh, dressing room," and he's like, "Oh, where's that?" He's like, "That way." So he wa- he's like, "Show him walking in." He takes his hammer out of yeah. his pocket, walks in the room, just smashes his hammer, yep. smashes his hand with the hammer, and like throws him on the ground, and like puts the bullet to his. The, his forehead and like has the hammer there like he's gonna just start hammering it until he like like asking him what's going on he's like who is the money for and all the stuff and he's like um he's like oh we'll call call nino for him and that's ron perlman yeah and he also like um uh he like uh forces him to like eat that bullet or yes. swallow it at least like puts it in his mouth swallow, and, like, yeah yeah swallow the bullet um so then ryan gosling talks to ron perlman about the money um, and he just wants to like give it to him, but Ron Perlman's like kind of being weird about it. Um, yeah, because okay. his, his idea is all right. Let's just stop it here. I'll give you the money. You go your way. We'll go. We'll I'll, we'll go our way. You know, you leave Irene alone, and then that's it. That's all. There, that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, but he doesn't go for it. So then he goes back to the apartment, and, and he's talking to Carrie Mulligan, um, and, and she he kind of he tells her all the stuff that happened with Oscar Isaac, how he was in for the money and how he was going to, he drove for him and all the stuff. And she's upset. She slaps him. They get in the elevator and there's a guy in there that uh, there's a guy in there that Ron Perlman said to kill Ryan Gosling. Um, and, and so he like, he, he clocks that he has this gun on him. Right. And he, yeah, he so sees like, it. So the guy's standing there and he's got the gun. He's got, he's got a an underarm holster and, uh, and Ryan Gosling can see the butt of the gun from underneath his jacket. Right. So he he like grabs Carrie Mulligan and like kisses her. Right. 
And they, they share a passionate kiss, and then he turns around, beats the crap out of the guy, knocks it down, and literally smashes his head. Like, kicks his head, like, stomps his head into mush. Yeah. And it's, it's gross. It's gross. It's very squishy. And, and Carrie Mulligan's, like, has no idea how to react to this. Like, she is yeah. horrified. Right. So then um, then Ryan Gosling goes and yells at Brian Cranston because he's like, hey, it's like you talk to Ron Perlman and that's how he found out that it was me and where I live and all this stuff. So he's like and he tells like Brian Cranston, he's like, you got to get out of town. You got to leave. Right. Because he told he didn't tell he, did he call Nino or did he call Albert Brooks? Oh, I guess he called Albert Brooks. He called Albert Brooks. But Nino and Albert Brooks. So Albert Brooks is actually the one who's in charge. Yes. Nino's just kind of the muscle, essentially. The one, the right. face running things. Right. So he tells Brian Cranston to get out of town. Uh, then we kind of find out what the deal with the bag of money is. Ron Perlman tells Albert Brooks that it was like, uh, basically like a, a, like a low, like a mafia type guy from like Philadelphia was going to try and make a play for territory out there. So that was the million dollars in cash that he was like stashing out there so he could take a foothold. And that's why like Ron Perlman wanted to steal it right um but they're like well getting the money back's not enough it's like we got to get rid of everybody who is involved in this so it can't be traced back to us at all right so um uh 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 brooks uh well in that scene by the way another crazy thing of violence because cook's there during all this elver brooks is like okay as soon as they find out they got to kill everyone he kills cook first he takes a fork and stabs him in the eye with a fork. Yeah. And then, then grabs a knife and just stabs him a bunch of times in the chest. Yeah, because before you don't really you don't really know. Elmer Brooks just kind of seems like, you know, like a money man. Just kind of like a yeah, like a like a sleazy gangster. Doesn't really seem like the violent type. And then out of nowhere, like brutally murders this guy. Yes, it's crazy. Uh, also, I find I find it kind of funny that Ryan Gosling, for the rest of the movie, after he smashes that guy's head in, is walking around with a scorpion jacket that's clearly got blood blood. all over the front of it. And I'm like, doesn't that seem kind of suspicious that you like have the blood all over? But anyways, so then Albert Brooks goes to see Brian Cranston uh, because he's like, well, he's got to kill him, and he kills him in a crazy violent fashion that I know you probably hated because he goes into like. Like he's going to give him a hug or something. And he like whips his straight razor out of his hand and just slashes like down, down his, his arm, like, down his arm. And it just like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, the, the moments of violence in this movie are oh. so like shocking and just like, you know, like, I think it's like, you know, in a lot of action movies, it's like so many people, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I love a John Wick movie, sure. but like hundreds of people are getting killed in that. And it's like headshot and it's like, okay. You know, you get a little immune to it, but this, like, it's all the acts of violence are so like visceral and like kind of out of nowhere and shocking that yeah. they, I feel like they really stick with you. And this one especially because it's yeah, like, and, he, and I get why. So he, believe it or not, he does it for a reason. He's he slices his arm like that because he says, like, all right, that's it. All the pain's done. Yeah, he's not hurt anymore. Now it's just a matter of him. He's just going to die quietly and painlessly just bleed to death essentially. Right. So Ryan Gosling finds Brian Cranston dead and then like he gets even more mad. So like in in the only thing my maybe my only complaint about the movie is that he goes to the movie set and he steals that mask that he wore. I figured I remember, figured out why. So then he goes to the pizza place and he puts on the mask and he kind of like goes and like looks in and sees that Ron Perlman's in there. 
Um, he follows Ron Put, Perlman. Look, when he, he puts the ma- the reason why he puts the mask on is because there's guards at the door. So he puts the mask on so that they don't recognize him, so that they don't know that it's him peering in the window. Because if Ron Perlman's there and sees him, he's just going to send all those guys after him. Yeah, well, he leaves it on though when he's chasing him. He does. So, so he follows him out. Um, he follows him out, and then they get along. They get on the road, and he kind of like rams the back of them and rams them off the road, right? Yep. And they're kind of sitting there, and he's like kind of on like the edge of like a cliff, right? Like a not a huge cliff, but a decent sized cliff. Um, on the beach, like in front of the ocean. And it's kind of like how Ron Perlman's like, ah, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And then you see like, cause you're seeing him like in the car and you can see he's up against the window and you can see behind him. And then you just see like the headlights turn on yep. and you see, and Ryan Gosling floors it and just rams into the car. The car flies off the cliff and like, uh, Ron Perlman like crawls out of the car. And then yeah, Ryan the, dri- Gosling- the driver's dead. The driver of the car is dead. Ron Perlman, a miracle. He's not dead. Crawls yeah, out. Crawl- yeah, but then Ryan Gosling shows up on the beach still wearing the mask. Yep. Uh, Ron Perlman's plan to get away, I guess, is to run into the ocean, which, I guess. Doesn't, seem, which doesn't seem great because Ryan Gosling just follows him out there and drowns him in the ocean. Yep. Um, so then he um, he he calls uh, he calls Albert Brooks. Yep. Uh, and he's kind of like, "Hey, let's put an end to this. Let's meet at this Chinese restaurant. I'm going to give you the money. I just, I just, you know, I don't care. Like, I don't want anything. I'm just going to give you the money to try and end it." He also then like he calls Carrie Mulligan. Is like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to be leaving and not coming back." And he's basically like, he tells her, "Is like, oh, the time I spent with you guys is like the best time of my life." Like, blah blah blah. So he goes and meets with Albert Brooks, and he's kind of like, "Hey, he's like." gonna give him the money he's like you know they, they don't know about irene so she's gonna be fine she's like that you're you know gonna be looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life because people are gonna be coming after you and he's like oh where's the money and he's like it's out in the car so they go out in the parking lot and he opens the trunk to give him the money and uh elber Brooks stabs him in the gut right and i think ryan gosling knows that that's probably what's gonna happen i think he he knows like the fact that they killed Brian Cranston means that they're not going to let the driver, they're not going to let uh, Ryan Gosling live. So he knows. Right. So he gets stabbed like in the gut, but he takes a knife out and he stabs Albert Brooks like in the chest and like kills him. Um, and, and then like they show him and he's kind of like, he's, he's obviously bleeding pretty bad because um, he got stabbed in the gut and he's kind of like sitting in his car. And then he like, you think he might like, be dead. You think he's, I think he might be dead, but he's not. And he starts up the car and he drives away and you see like as he drives away, you see Elber Brooks is laying there dead and the bag of money is there. He didn't even take the money. Yep. Um, and, and so he kind of drives off. And, and then we also get a We get a shot of like Carrie Mulligan, like walking to his apartment and like knocking on the door. But obviously he's not there. And then I think we get like one more shot of him just kind of like driving off into the night. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yep. I think they maybe play real hero again. I don't know. Maybe they don't at the end. I think they play um, this. Play a uh, play. Um, Night call. Oh, I don't know. But anyways, that's that's the end. Seemingly, he's gonna die, but you never know. Why didn't he just drive to a hospital? Right. Well, I mean, I think he he probably is gonna go to that doctor that he saw before. Oh, that's that's probably true too. But right. um, but yeah. So that's that's the end. I mean, it's a really tight movie. I think it's like an hour and forty minutes. Like it's not it's not a long movie. You know, yeah, like it's yeah, it's a hundred minutes, an hour and forty. Yeah, so it's so it's a really tight running time, but um, it, it sounds like some of the stuff I read. It sounds like that there was 
originally like a lot more dialogue <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, so that was kind of the thing when. Um... All right, so let's let's back up a little bit. So this movie was originally, um, was originally with, with Hugh Jackman and a, and a different director, and then Hugh Jackman dropped out of it. The director dropped out of it, um, and so they're. So the the producer, um, Mark Platt, his next choice was uh, was Ryan Gosling. So he Ryan Gosling initially wasn't very interested in the movie, uh, but did want to do something action oriented. So the producer kind of sold Ryan Gosling on the movie and gave him the ability to pick what director he wanted. Okay, yeah, I right. did see that. Yep. So the director rented a house in L.A. And actually ended up having Carrie Mulligan and her family stay with them, along with the writer, Hossein Amini. They all stayed there. And Ryan Gosling would come over there as well. And they ended up rewriting most of the script together and taking out almost all of Ryan Gosling's dialogue. Because they <laughs> thought it would be more interesting if he was essentially a silent protagonist. And then yeah. gave all of the dialogue, gave all of the the rest of it, the stuff they took out to Brian Cranston, who by and large improvised the whole thing. Everything he says in there is essentially an improvisation. Um, they just kind of give him the bullet points of what they need to happen for the plot. And then Brian Cranston just sort of like filled in the blanks. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't really, you know, there's a script for the movie, but a lot of it was just kind of thrown in there. And the same reason, the same thing they did with, uh, with, um, 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 um Ron Perlman's character. Uh, Ron Perlman decided to do it because he always wanted to be uh, uh, a Jewish man who wants to be an Italian gangster. He's like, well, that's essentially who I am, you know? And so that, that kind of fit in and, and they, they cast him on the spot there because he fit their vision of the thing as well. And he wrote a lot of his own dialogue as well. Um, so there, there was a lot of changes to the script. It's completely mm -hmm. different from the one Hugh Jackman was going to make, but a lot of it was due to these, the, the the writer and the director and the actors getting together and sort of making their own characters out of this, which resulted in how you see the movie now with no dialogue for Ryan Gosling and like Brian Cranston has like all the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm trying to think. Uh, I know they talk about how like the he holds the steering wheel in a weird way, and they said that that's actually like accurate for how like stuntmen would drive. With their thumbs yeah, so in a certain way so they don't break. Wheel, you're holding it at 10 to, 10 and 2, right? You'd wrap your thumbs. You'd grip the steering wheel. Your thumbs would be underneath. His are on top, so they're not underneath, so that if something happens, if he crashes, his thumbs don't break. If he, you know, gets hit from behind and lurches forward or hits something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, they, they did a lot of stunt driving um, and, and learning how to drive. Ryan Gosling did a lot of his own stunt driving. Um, although they did have a rig on top of the car to allow another stunt driver so we could just focus on acting in some of the some of the scenes. Uh, what else do we see? Ryan got so he drives a 73 Chevy Malibu to prepare for the film. Ryan Gosling actually rebuilt a 90 a 73 Chevy Malibu. Yeah, I saw the that. one that's they used in cool. the film. Oh, that's cool. I, I I read that he did. I guess I didn't realize it was that one that's actually in the movie. So yep. that's cool. Um, yeah. So there is, you know, there's a lot of lot of it's it's an independent film with a lot of big actors in it, but it's it was made in a very independent way. I feel like. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, fifteen million dollars. I mean, that's 
Yeah. And it felt like an independent film. You know what I mean? Like it had yeah. that kind of vibe to it, but not in a bad way. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree. It, it definitely, it feels like a smaller film, but not in a bad, not in a bad. No, no, no. Yeah. So. Um, uh, anything else you want to add? Not really. I, I think I got, I got, I, what I have to say is more tied into my review. So, I mean. Okay, let's do it. Let's review. All right. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Mm, I went first last week. So why don't you go first this week? Sure. Um, like I said earlier, this movie has a very indie feel to it, but not in a bad way, like in a really kind of cool way. Um, it's uh, very noir. Um, it's a throw. It's a, it takes place in modern times, but it's very much a throwback like the, to the eighties, as far as the look and feel goes. Um, it's a tight movie. There's not a lot of fat that needs to be trimmed from it. Uh, the characterization's great. All of the acting is really good in it. Um, there's not a bad performance in this at all. Uh, particularly like Albert Brooks is really great in it. Cause you don't, mm-hmm. especially the turn, like you don't see it. You don't see it coming when he murders that guy. Like yeah. you have no idea it's going to happen. You think, all right, well, Ron Perlman's going to shoot the guy or something like that. You don't see Albert Brooks going in and actually doing the dirty work. Yeah. Um, Ryan Gosling's great in it for as little as he says, he acts the hell out of this movie. Like it's all in his face, all in his reactions. It's really good. He, he does a great job. Um, yeah, it's just a really cool movie. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than that. Um, the plot's not, simplistic but it's not also it's also not overly complicated so there's enough there to you know there's enough there to keep you interested as far as the plot goes but not so much that it becomes confusing um yeah it's just it's just a good solid movie like i really like it i ended up buying it also um and i'm i'll i will definitely watch this again and i will 100 recommend people watch it uh i'm gonna go for machine guns with this um, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I really, really like this movie. Uh, and I remember really liking it, it, but it had been a while since I kind of sat down and watched the whole thing. And I, and I was forgotten some of it, but I still really enjoy it. I love it's being like a, like a neo noir kind of movie. I, I love the soundtrack. I love the whole vibe to it. Um, the acting, like you said, is great, uh, you know, performances, you know, like Albert Brooks shines in this movie because just his characterization isn't what you expect from him. But also, like you said, Ryan Gosling is awesome in this. And it's like his performance is so good because it's like so not based on the dialogue. You know, it's like just his looks and how he acts and like you wouldn't expect him to be like kind of a badass that he is in this movie, but he really is. And like I kind of said, like, you know, it doesn't. It's not like it doesn't overdo it with like, you know, there's not like a ton of like action scenes, but the ones that are really good and like the violence is so like, you know, like I said, a lot of violence you get kind of in action movies, you get maybe a little desensitized to because you see so much of it. But it's so kind of like visceral and shocking in this movie that it does kind of stick with you, like all the really like scenes you're like, oh, whoa, hold on a second, you know, like, um, but again, it, it and it's just like the plot is like you said, it's not overly complicated but it, it it works very well and it's a tight movie with its runtime 
and I don't know. I really, really like it, and maybe I'm going a little crazy, but I'm going to give it four and a half machine guns. No, I get it. Because I, 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 I always remember really liking this movie, and I kind of forgot how much I liked it until I watched it again. And it might this, and I don't know. I could be wrong, but this might be a movie that not you know a ton of people have seen. I don't know. Like I, I guess I don't know what everyone's kind of relationship with this movie is. But this is definitely one I would seek out and watch if you haven't seen because it's, it, it's one of those ones I feel like that we've done where it's like, it, 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 I was worried. I will say this. I was worried when we were going to do it because I was like, oh, I haven't seen it so long. Like, is there enough action in it? But there is, there's a decent amount of action in it. And like, Mm -hmm. there's some chase scenes and there's, you know, those. So there's enough action in it. But it's also one of those ones where it's like, yes, I feel like that, you know, yeah, it's like, it's more of a noir, like crime thing, but it's, uh, it's just a good movie, you know. Not, it, it, I yeah. feel like it transcends that thing. We've had movies on here where it's like, oh, you know, sometimes we're on a curve where we're like, oh, that's a good action movie. But this is just like a good movie, you know, like, but, but it's, yeah, it it, is a good movie. Um, Yeah. I just really like it and I'm happy that I bought it and yeah, I'll watch it again and I'm going to like start like being a big advocate for people to see this movie. haven't seen it because I think, you know, people should because it's really good. And I kind of uh, like, I might've said earlier, I might've told you off mic that I almost impulse bought a uh, double vinyl of the soundtrack wow. today yeah i didn't but i thought about it so fair enough um i i will say this yes there are parts of it that are very violent but and i think to to distinguish something like it like john wick where there's a lot of violence in this where it's graphic violence in john wick the violence is kind of just throw away here every act of violence means something like it's purposeful so like yeah. when he smashes the guy's head in the elevator. Oh no. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, it's to, it's to let Carrie Mulligan's character know that, okay, Ryan Gosling isn't the perfect guy. She, she thinks he is like, Mm -hmm. he has this violent streak to him and he's willing to do it without batting an eye. Yeah. it, It informs her of who he actually is. When, when cook gets killed, it's to let the audience know that, okay, Albert Brooks' character really is a bad murdering guy. Like, he's he's not... <laughs> a bad murdering guy. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I, was, I wanted to say something that, else. But that, that perhaps is my favorite sentence you've ever spoken. A bad murdering podcast. guy. Yeah, you know, he's a bad murdering guy. Right. No, no, what I mean is he's not sitting back and letting other people do his dirty work. Like, right. you don't see it coming. Same thing with uh, when he, he kills um, uh, Brian Cranston. You know, it's out of nowhere, but it's for a reason. Like, they, they do that for a reason. Um, and I think that's the big difference between, you know, why why we're seemingly desensitized to something like John Wick, where there's a much larger body count. But I think it's it's throwaway in that movie versus here where it's graphic and it, and it means something. There's an emotional tie to these characters dying and, and, and what's happening in the scene itself. Right. No, it, it, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, to a certain extent, this is a bad comparison because it makes it sound like, because uh, I love the John Wick movies. I finally, I, yes. I think I told you this, I finally watched the fourth one. It was great. I loved it. But it's like, it's more like almost like a video game level, you know, where you're killing off a bunch of like, where in this movie, everyone, well, 
not everyone, most of the people that are killed are like, okay, we're kind of invested in them or we know who's either who's being killed or who's killing them. And it's like, it's much more character involved than like yeah. a bunch of like, for lack of better word, like a bunch of red shirts running at John Wick and like getting shot in the head. So. No, you're right. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. hundred percent. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like I, I almost like I'm borderline. I would say it's, it's definitely worth maybe four and a half machine guns also. Um, I don't know. Does it get better? How do you feel about this watch through versus your first? Well, I would say the problem is, is that it, there was, there's been such a long gap since I had watched it that I, I had forgotten a decent amount of it. Like I remember liking it, but I didn't, I, I think the thing that I forgot most was just like, at first you don't really realize it. It, it, like I said, like the violence, I guess I kind of forgot. I remember that I was like, I know he uses a hammer to do something at a certain point, right. but I couldn't remember. Like I kind of, I forgot about like the shotgun and, and a lot of that stuff I kind of forgot about. So, I mean, it was, it, it had been enough time in between my original and this watch that it was kind of like watching it again for the first time. Okay. That's fair. But again, I just kind of like the whole vibe of like a modern noir movie when i was in when i when i was in school uh i was in a film major but i took film classes for fun and i did take a modern film noir class um which is really good class and you know so i i'm a fan of the genre so yeah i this this movie is really good and i do like i said like i said in my 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 kind of like review is that i think this might be one that kind of flew below the radar for some people you know definitely so I, I think it's one that people should definitely seek out. I think actually, I think maybe now it might be on Pluto TV. <laughs> yeah, I think it is actually. Um, so uh, not to get into promoting. Get the plugs. Uh, we'll do plugs now. Yeah, so I am no longer promoting Tubi. Uh, now I'm promoting uh, uh, Pluto TV. Um, uh, and I think I, I'm looking right now to see I, who knows when, well, no, when this episode comes out, uh, it'll still be, uh, June. So let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to see if it says where it's streaming, where to stream. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be on Pluto TV. Oh, it says it's on Tubi too. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, anyways, um, both those are good free services. Uh, you know, you have to watch some commercials in them, but you know, it's fine. Um, but yeah, seek out this movie and watch it because it's really good. And and, and, and and hit us up. I'm going to talk about the Discord in a minute, but hit us up on the Discord. And if you have seen this movie, let us know how you feel about it. I, I just, I, I think this might be a movie, and maybe I'm wrong, that would appeal to someone that's not just a diehard action movie fan like us. But I think also if you are, you will still enjoy it and get something out of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. So, yep. um, but that's that's all I got for plugs. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, go to Discord. Let us know. So go to GameZillaMedia.com uh, or just, you know, search Last Action Podcast on Google, whatever. Uh, and you'll find our Discord link. Join us on Discord. I mean, tell us what you think about this movie. Tell us if it did fly under the radar, if you have seen it. Um, and if you have seen it, tell your friends. Have them watch it. It's really okay. good. Update, it is on Tubi. So. <laughs> Tubi? You said Tubi. You mean Pluto? Uh, I, I guess I don't know. I thought it, I, I, I thought it was on Pluto. 
It might still be, but it's definitely on Tubi. Definitely so. on Tubi. All right, Tubi TV. Use Tubi. Watch this movie. It's. Great. I'm back. To, I'm back to a Tubi. I'm a Tubiaholic again because they got Drive. So amazing, amazing, <laughs> kind of a shill, but amazing. Um, yeah. So join us on Discord. Check us out on Instagram too. Um, you can always communicate with us there. Uh, and yeah, that's really all I got. You know the normal things. Yeah, watch this movie. Don't be a bad murdering guy. Don't, be a, don't be a bad murdering guy. <laughs> I forgot exactly what you said, but luckily this is recorded, so I can go back and listen to it. Yep. Don't be a bad murdering guy. Watch this movie and see how much of a bad murdering guy Albert Brooks is. It's true. It's true. Not gonna respect yeah. it. He's gonna stab a guy in the in the eye with a fork. He was gonna stab him anyways with a knife. The fork just seemed unnecessary. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's always he always seemed to have that uh, straight razor around him too. Well, yeah, they show us he has like a special case that he keeps a straight razor and knives in in his yeah. house. So, yeah. clearly, he's a knife guy. All right, mm-hmm. I'm good. Anything else? No, 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 no. No, I love this movie. You know what's crazy? I feel like we've had a we had a streak of a lot of theme months where we watched a lot of terrible movies. So far, we've watched a lot of good movies in this month. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I've liked all terrible. the movies we watched. Yeah, not bad so, so far. far. Yeah. So, anyways, no, I got nothing. I'm good. All right. You actually have nothing? Because last time you said you have nothing, and then you went on for two more minutes. No, it's true. We're, this is going to be the first podcast in a while we don't talk about the podcast ending. <laughs> so, yeah. let's end the podcast. Not, that, not overall, just this episode. Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. I don't know why it's like that. <laughs>